Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to Mailman Podcast. Today we have Abhinav Arya of Sandbox with us. I was just talking to Abhinav before this episode and uh, I kind of realized that we both have similar beginnings. We find solace with computers. We picked up programming, then built accounting systems for our family members, and then eventually built our first agency and then just went into software and then doing more stuff. Abhinav, welcome to the podcast. And I'm very curious to learn everything about you. Great to be here, man. Okay, Abhinav, to start with, why don't you tell everybody, maybe in a couple of minutes, uh, what do you do? Who are you? Sure, uh, Mohit. So I am a founding partner at a company called Sandbox. So the way I would describe Sandbox is it's a learning company that invests in and operate uh, multiple companies in uh, learning and gaming sector. So think about us as a roll-up of uh, gaming learning companies. What we do is we operate these companies under three verticals, kids, gaming, and learning. Kids focused on zero to five, gaming focused on every product that is gaming related, and then learning focused on digital learning media. So I basically personally uh, operate on both the investing side of things and also to keep uh, myself uh, into the weeds, uh, I act as the CEO of the gaming vertical as well. Oh, very interesting. Okay, so there are two words that I would have never thought could be said in in a single sentence, gaming and learning. So could you put more light on what do you mean by gaming and learning? Sure. Um, So I, uh, you know, during my stint at uh, a company called Pearson, it's uh, one of the large uh, leading uh, education companies out there. I learned something uh, which, which always stuck with me. And that was that if you think about uh, learning, it can be enhanced by two factors, okay. uh, quality of teaching and time on task. So okay. we basically, when we started Sandbox, our whole idea was that how do we provide better resources to users, which would okay. help them, which is our intent of saying uh, quality of teaching. And secondly, uh, how do we increase the time on task? And if you gamify learning, if you make it interesting, you can increase the time on task. So basically what we do is we create learning games or games that help improve skills in multiple fashion from math to leadership. And basically that from our perspective, it's improving the time on task and helping you learn more by going deeper into that subject. Brilliant. Uh, Could you share an example that something that I can just wrap my head around? Uh, Maybe any tiny example, yeah. So uh, I'll give you an example of a recent game we launched on uh, one of our sites, School Math Games. Uh, Became very popular, had almost like uh, more than a million game plays every day uh, for for weeks. Uh, And this game was simple game of dot. So you take the dot, uh, you know, and uh, you throw three uh, dots on the board. And before you can throw the next three, you have to total the score yourself. So the Uh computer doesn't total it. So now you can imagine we put gaming and sort of, uh, you know, addition into the mix. And if you basically add it correctly, Uh you get a bonus throw. If you don't add correctly, you get a your chance get missed. So computer or the second player playing gets the extra chance, you know. And this is just a small way of increasing your, you know, uh, math skills. Oh wow! And uh, uh, who are the players? I mean, do you directly go to students or do you go to teachers to tell them send it, send this game to your students? Sure. So I mean, a large amount of our audience range from I mean, so so when we look at our analytics and we look at data. What we realize is 
the audience come from all stages and ages okay. we have products focused on 0 to 5 we have products focused on 5 to 8 years old we have products focused on 8 to 14 years old and okay. then we have products focused on general audience so okay. basically we reach out to them through various means uh, the typical ways of uh, better marketing better uh, social okay. media better search engine so all the typical tactics a growth company would use to reach out to the users but also we are a trusted brand some of our brands actually are quite trusted in school teachers love it use it recommend it so helps us got it but you directly so you prefer to directly have students uh, using your stuff instead of partnering with a school or maybe directly or selling to parents is that uh, so we basically most of our products uh, mohit are free to consume ah uh, okay so okay. basically what we do is like um, our revenue model is typically uh, driven by uh, advertisement so okay. we basically make our money through through providing our you know uh, right. advertisement as the the key media a uh, key resource for for revenue and then obviously if you don't want advertisement or you basically don't want uh, you know your your kids or your family to see uh, ads you can always subscribe and upgrade to a non ad free version but i mean primarily people are you know used to watching adverts and uh, playing games absolutely but do advertisements work on 5 year olds 10 year olds uh, so we don't uh, advertise to 5 years old uh, okay. we basically and in terms of 10 years old our advertisements are not sourced from general market okay. we work collaboratively with uh, you know uh, i don't know if you've heard of this term called copa so in us every okay. uh, site which is below 14 years old or targeting kids below 14 needs to be copa compliant okay. we remain copa compliant so which means we only take advertisement from companies that are copa compliant got it and so that that helps us because then we can work closely with these companies to create meaningful experiences absolutely okay so my last question before we jump into your journey uh, sure. have you seen the usage of a games going down because now it involves some sort of calculation on the part of the player do do they get fatigued stressed out after some time so uh typically uh, mohit what happens is so i i uh, in our portfolio we have multiple kind of products okay so one of the product that i was talking about is a is a is a uh, platform called cool math games so on okay. cool math games we have 1000 plus games think of it as Okay. Netflix for games. Candy shop. Uh, candy shop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what happens typically is that you always have a different flavor. Got it. <laughs> so yes. some day you may be interested in darts. The next day you may be interested in kicking a football in the uh, you know uh, and then scoring goals. The third day you may be just doing an endless runner. Fourth day you may be playing uh, you know uh, Fireboy and Water Girl, which is a collaborative uh, two people game. so it depends on you know uh, consumers they they have a choice and they from time to time enjoy different products on our side you know or different interesting games. and are these mobile apps or are these are these html5 games that people play on their browser so primarily we are web focused we found okay. our niche in the web and uh, okay. you know uh, what we've realized overall is that uh, now the world can be sort of uh, divided into two people who love okay. mobile and people who love desktop yeah. And yes. <laughs> I think we are very desktop focused. Oh, fantastic! Avina, uh, now I know what do you do right now. How did you get here? Uh, where do you want to start your journey uh, from? Like um, narrating your journey. 
dude, this can take all 40 minutes, right? So let's <laughs> let me try keep it brief. Uh, yes. So I basically started my call it entrepreneurial journey when I was 11. Started uh, doing coding, building mm-hmm. small software for our friends and family, uh, accounting mm-hmm. packages, payroll packages, and then uh, moved into engineering. After which I ran a uh, own digital agency. Uh, then created a product. Got fascinated by you know towards the product side. Created a middleware. and uh, then moved to to uk did my mba here uh, and then worked in png uh, cadbury schweppes uh, the chocolate company and uh, nice followed by that i led to uh, like my journey led me to pearson which is the leading education company mm-hmm. so that's kind of my gen- uh, journey in short but when i was at pearson this is where we saw a gap in the consumer need and what the traditional companies were delivering Because okay. traditional companies were going to schools, selling products and services that could be delivered, missing out on the softer aspects of education. Um, so we basically found that okay, if we could somehow combine media and learning, okay. this enhances uh, education. I mean, imagine if uh, somebody is uh, learning to speak English and they love listening to English songs or watching English movies, and they are yep. taught to using uh, media. the same yep. uh, subject you know the uh, we felt that this would increase the learning uh, appetite and help you learn faster so we uh, so when i say we means me and my business partner we both jumped okay. out started uh, uh, sandbox with the intent okay. that we'll invest in companies that uh, are uh, playing in the space of media and uh, education uh, or the cusp of media and education to be precise Mm-hmm. um but as we basically you know as as opportunities came we basically took control of some companies including outright acquisition of companies and over a period of time we built like uh, 12 different sort of brands or products uh, if i may call it uh, all it. related to as i said gaming or kids uh, when i say kids mean 0 to 5 uh, okay. to be precise like preschool uh, users so either gaming kids or learning so basically that's kind of where the uh, you know journey has been and where we are now uh, got it so uh, and and uh, you know, sorry no no go on so basically i mean i think where i am now is that as i said like you know focus on getting new businesses in into sandbox but mm-hmm. also focusing on uh, you know uh, improving or uh, growing the uh, gaming vertical so today we almost reach about 50 million uh, monthly users just in gaming wow. vertical and wow. uh, the idea is how do we grow more and more and more uh, you know so we are venturing into new learning products uh, learning product related to gaming uh, we are venturing okay. into new uh, sort of uh, tools and technologies that can help us improve user retention and uh, you know uh, create better games so that's that's the focus fantastic uh, and how many partners are there so there's you and there's one more partner are there more people so we are two At partners Sandbox. and then obviously we have a great team of people who okay. run each and every business so okay. uh, product managers marketers uh, and okay. the team okay Okay. Okay. So this is uh, one question that I'm personally interested in. So, do you invest your own money when you're putting money in or buying these companies, or do you have a pool of LPs? Have you raised a fund? Oh, so both, both. So oh, we okay. always, uh, so we started with putting a lot of our own money and sweat equity, and uh, okay. we continue to put our own money. I mean, uh, that both gives confidence to our investors that we are 
totally committed and behind it but also helps us uh, keep uh, vigilant uh, given our own money is involved fantastic so these days at sandbox you are mostly starting companies or mostly buying companies or just investing uh, in companies so i think if i look at uh, uh, mohit my own basically uh, sort of roadmap we are uh, always looking at buying new companies but also okay. always looking at organic growth because okay. uh, you know there is nothing cheaper than organic growth if you can mm-hmm. you know uh develop a product using your uh you know uh in-house capabilities and helping deliver something better for your audience uh right. always cheaper than you know acquiring new audience or buying new companies you know? absolutely uh okay so let me get into your productivity and your day routines now uh abhi sure. now you are basically involved with a dozen of companies uh in different different capacities because you have to overlook all all of them what does your typical day look like when do you get up when do you go to bed at what time do you do your deep, deep work uh how do you manage your distractions how do you actually do it oh wow that's a uh, many questions in one so let's uh, let's yes. try to break it right so let's start sure. with the, how does the day look like and then sure. uh, we'll we'll come to the productivity part so i mean typically i get up latest by 6 Uh, most days okay. i get up by 5 even earlier than 5 uh, depends oh, wow. on when the uh, body alarm clock goes on <laughs> then i you know wake up and sort of loiter around for a while get into the mood and start doing some yoga meditation stretching so i do that at least every day 30 minutes of uh, yoga meditation then i spend some time reading news watching something interesting on youtube breakfast take my time sit sit with kids and then i think around 8:30 i start to gravitate towards my laptop and phone okay so oh, okay you know before that i don't uh, even touch my phone or laptop and then basically by 6 and we'll come to the journey of what i do sure. between 8:30 6 but by 6 i try to wrap up and okay. uh, then i indulge myself into sort of activities that i don't have to go back to laptop Okay. So I go for a run, you know, uh spend time with family, sort of try to tire myself out. Okay. Um, okay. And then generally I am in I, I gravitate towards bed by 9:30. Okay. And uh, by 10 I'm generally sleeping. Got it. So, so basically you so, you try not to look at screens after 6. Uh apart from TV, which is also I consider a screen, yes. right? So yes, yes, TV is okay, uh, especially nowadays football is on and I'm a big uh, football fan. Uh, so oh, wow. you know a uh, big man u fan so you know i i lot uh, watch a lot of football so but yes apart from that uh, no uh, no 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 laptop or i i even avoid uh, looking at phone so basically you try to wrap up all of the work by 6 uh, and try not to involve yourself in any sort of work after 6 yeah unless there is a you know one of those Urgency. situations which yes. happen once in a while that you you're mm-hmm. in a crisis mode or something needs to be done But yes tra- traditionally uh, if i say 25 out of 30 days that would be the routine got it i like it when somebody tells me that they have some sort of boundaries uh, for work because now i'm more interested in how do you manage distractions within that boundary because if you aff- because now you cannot afford to be distracted for too long within the work window because if you do then towards the end at least for me i start getting anxious hey i have this much to do i got distracted and i still have this much to do but time has uh, time is uh, very less how do you manage your distractions within this work window so uh interesting i mean first and foremost i can tell you mohit i do get distracted a lot okay so i uh 
I, I do get distracted a lot. I do gravitate every 10 minutes to, to browse okay. internet and look at uh, different things. I do, uh, it happens uh, a lot. But at the same time, I mean, I think uh, there are a few, call it, uh, ways of working that I have established. And, and trust me, COVID okay. has helped. Uh, uh, okay. Because basically, uh, like if I think about uh, my, my work-life balance, pre-COVID and post-COVID, it's, it's completely changed, right? So okay. pre-COVID, I was used to be a, call it the email slave, you know, get up every okay. two minutes, look at email, okay. my personal <laughs> Gmail, the, the office email. And then, you know, you can imagine you've got five different emails for yes. five different companies. So you're looking at each <laughs> one of them and, you know, yes. uh, and then, uh, you know, basically I would wake up in the morning and first thing I would do is check my emails. Uh, I like oh, wow. check how and check number of meetings and so on. So that sort of was used to be the uh, routine. And then I would set up daily one-to-ones, stand-ups, you know, endless discussions. And before you know it, your day is literally gone. But as as sort of COVID happened, we were all sort of forced to stuck, uh, you know, yes. or be stuck in uh, at home. I think uh, I, I I sort of started to uh, really change the way of working. Okay. So basically started to uh, sort of more uh, focus on, you know, uh, how do I uh, incentivize the team? How do we really uh, roadmap? And and basically, I think last year, September, uh-huh. we as a company uh, started to consciously focusing on roadmapping a lot more because we were oh, away okay. from each other, not meeting. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. how do you how do you uh, you know develop the vision and then make sure that you you pass on the vision to team earlier you could do it face to face you're talking constantly yes. you're in the room on face you know but now you are so we did spend a lot of time sort of road mapping and Got after it. that basically we started like you know uh, communicating that out to the team and establishing you know sort of kpis etc that we would measure so that really helped I mean, I'm giving you the background and I'll come to the productivity part, sure. but like sure. how it led to a point where, so where, where basically now I, I feel that I've got a lot of my life back. Um, okay. So I think a few things that I started doing as a result, first and foremost, I don't have more than two scheduled calls a day. Anymore, oh, okay. Right. So basically, oh, nice. and, and uh, secondly, I only check my emails thrice a day. So, which is because of mailman, actually. So you said don't mention mailman, but uh, <laughs> I'm mentioning mailman because uh, it helped. It helped. But, but I mean, and and this actually uh, how I came across uh, this productivity hack, especially on the email side. I was listening to a podcast I I'm a big fan of, uh, and basically I think it was uh, Andrew uh, who came okay. on and mentioned about mailman. So you know, shout out to Andrew, and he basically. I checked it out and I said, oh, this is great. Something I was looking for, you know, and uh, uh, so so basically that that helped a lot. And thirdly, like, you know, uh, what I did was that if I wanted to talk, I would just slack the person and say, hey, whenever you want to, like, whenever you're free, just call. So this way I didn't have to schedule a call. And because I only have two scheduled calls, I don't have to worry about they calling and I'm being busy. Oh, absolutely. Um, and and the second part, like from operation management earlier, I would do one to one every day, look at how okay. people are doing, etc. I shifted that to saying, let's just create a dashboard and let's put the KPIs out there so I can just check those without disturbing everybody. 
and if there is a major distraction we'll talk otherwise okay life is going on don't need to 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 worry about it right and 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 the third thing i did was basically i divided each day i said okay i'm going to focus on one work stream okay so today is tuesday today is my day for product so i'll do a deep dive on products what needs to be done tomorrow Fantastic. wednesday is a day for marketing so you know each day i can spend couple of hours uh on 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 those sort of things so overall if you think about the change in the communication itself Yes. with the help of the number of calls reduced uh less email checking and you know a use of slack i basically am able to do most of the daily operating jobs in 2 hours maybe 3 maximum oh, so wow. that gives me 6 hours free to do anything i want fantastic and so all of your all of your all, all of these 12 companies are in slack basically and that is where you'd communicate with all of your So I don't manage all twelve. Just to be, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. as I mentioned, I manage the gaming vertical, which has uh, you know uh, about six products. So let's call it six, not twelve. Sure. But yes, uh, yes, all of them are on Slack. All the teams are there, and I don't need to talk to everybody on the team. Just the you know people who are managing the key roles there. So you know, got it. Uh, helps. uh but yeah overall i mean this this really helped me you know in the sense uh, the, the new productivity schedule 2 to 3 hours maximum and then i get 6 to 8 hours to do what i want to do. Oh, wow uh this is such a refreshing uh, narrative to listen to because the uh, just the other day i was reading on twitter so i spend a lot of my evenings on twitter just scrolling through what other people are up to, are, are up to and i read this i don't know who said it but uh, it went something like this we are not working from home we are living at work and basically the uh, point was that uh, now people are working 16 hours a day uh, because uh, there are no boundaries now uh, so that doesn't apply to you basically uh i would say uh i do work a lot but i now okay. can work on things i want to work on versus uh, earlier being just a slave of uh, meetings and uh, you know uh, following a schedule so i do i do uh, work but i now can focus a lot on you know uh, what i really want to focus on which i really enjoy you know it's almost like finding your passion and then following it oh fantastic so this actually brings to my next question which is how do you choose things that you want to spend your time upon uh, most people be- choose it based on urgency and the impact that they can create do you choose just because uh, something that you en- what, what do you enjoy more or uh, is this a mixture of all three things Uh so I mean uh Mohit the way I would put it is that uh I I mean so so as as my role of both a call it a, a investor and a, a CEO uh mm-hmm. the the idea is how do we grow more and okay. as i mentioned earlier that you know uh two ways to 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 grow one is to acquire good companies mm-hmm. and second is to reinvent the existing product sure. so uh and and i focus a lot on like obviously the flow of companies is not in my control when a company is out there looking for a buyer or investor they'll reach out and you know we'll evaluate sure. it properly right but okay the uh, reinventing the product or creating new product is a lot more in, in control i can uh, choose to spend the time uh, and do that and given the fact that i'm still very entrepreneurial at heart I uh-huh. love scheming. I love uh, uh-huh. creating uh, new things. I love experimenting. So what I generally do is I don't distract my team uh, okay. on those okay. things. So what I would do is, and and given 
I have, uh, you know, uh, wide ranging skills. Uh, being an entrepreneur, you do develop those. Yes. Uh, you know, I yes. can just uh, get on and say, okay, let's let's uh, think about what else could help, okay. and uh, almost reach a point of creating an MVP and testing it out. So I can just lock myself and basically look at, okay, what's the consumer need, market size, competition, can this product fit for us? Let's just hack it. Like, you know, so I would use some of my coding skills, combine it with a lot of tools available online, just hack it together, create a little MVP, launch it and see if it's something interest uh, our users. And if it does, then involve the team and we'll make it much better and I can tell you, my team can do a much, much, much better job than I can in <laughs> okay. taking an idea to properly to the market, right? But for that idea to become, you know, almost like uh, show the green shoots, that's where I am more involved in, you know. So, so most of the time, I do a lot of that, you know, research, consumer understanding, uh, competition analysis, you know, uh, and, and, and then uh, booting up uh, things just to, just to see uh, how it'll look. So right. I love it. What do you enjoy more, um, ideating, thinking, making products or uh, taking them to the market? Well, I would say all of it. I would say all of it. I mean, that's the okay. whole fun, uh, right? Uh, yep. So, so, I mean, I, I would say, yeah, really find, uh, you know, fun in both creating something and then secondly, taking it to market because nowadays taking it to market is very complex. You may simply put it saying, okay, you've got three routes to market. You've got the search, you've got social and you've got paid, but uh, the nuances within are deep yes. and uh, the overall nuance of uh, resonating with consumers and customers is deeper. You know, you know, you need to go yes. deeper into understanding that. Uh, so, so, uh, find fun in both. Oh, fantastic. Okay, so this might sound like a question which comes out of the blue, but uh, when you mentioned that you have kind of got uh, gotten a control over your work-life balance, which is a fantastic thing, I'm I'm curious. Do you spend some time to learn a new habit? I mean, is there anything that you are a, a, a habit that you're trying to form these days, or? Uh, uh, tried to form very recently. Any any new habit that you formed recently? Yeah, I mean, I I uh, am actually uh, so uh, Mohit as as uh, you know uh, as I'm a guy who's quite passionate about product and taking things to market, uh, and I do uh, have a great team that uh, I basically uh, sort of uh, who work with me. What I have for last two, three months focused on, in fact, I've uh, sort of even, you know, hired help uh, in in coaching, you know, to help me improve my college leadership skills. I feel always they can be improved. And, uh, you know, so I am spending a lot of time learning about how to improve the quality of communication, um, how to establish a high productivity culture. Uh, and growth mindset, you know, so I'm focusing a lot on uh, learning that from uh, uh, from from different sources. Uh, and uh, trust me, Twitter is a great source, you know, oh, uh, yes. a lot of <laughs> amazing people put their sort of hacks on how to establish better uh, communication or culture. And, you know, uh, as you said, you spend a lot of time reading about it. I, for me, Twitter becomes part of my email cycle. So, you know, in okay, the sense, okay. I, uh, when I'm checking emails, I also check Twitter at the same time. So it's 
part of my information feed uh, you know but in terms of learning yeah that is one area i've been focusing a lot on fantastic i mean i don't know personally both in my email and twitter they they are kind of guilty pleasure i mean it seems like i'm getting some work done because at some level i'm getting some work done i'm learning something but at another level i feel i'm just wasting time do you also feel this or i mean actually not because if you think about it uh, i mean mohit if if i go on a course i would probably be locked in a sort of room for 3 4 days and uh, you know um, a lot of knowledge would be crammed uh, into me in those 3 days and yep. if i think about the knowledge retention i mean i would come out and basically forget 90% of it uh, within yes. like you know month or two so i feel with twitter the one what i'm consuming is micro so it's micro okay. learning and you know i'm yes. getting regular feed uh, of it and secondly because i'm getting a regular feed of it the chances of me forgetting is less oh yes absolutely so so i feel that it's it helps on sort of you know that respect that it it just helps you constantly rem- it's it's a constant reminder that okay you know yes 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 like every time it's it's a feed coming through so you know it it's uh, i love it fantastic talking about productivity let's talk the other side of the coin which is if some day you just have to some kill say 15 20 minutes how would you kill it do you have any website that you go to that can help you kill 15 20 minutes while waiting for something uh, or what do you do to kill time Oh interesting uh question actually uh I mean I basically whenever I do have to I just like I'm fortunate that uh, you know I'm at home so I okay. just go to kitchen my wife is there or like wherever she's sitting and basically I just say oh let's have a coffee so oh, I nice. basically you know uh just sit down and talk to her about uh, family stuff you know uh so so it's uh, i think uh, i wouldn't say kill time but yes spending time with her in a yes. in a different way so i do that uh, i think 3 4 times a day uh, oh, nice. just you know basically uh, because also she's getting bored at home and you know okay. yes uh, so yes. so helps uh, for both of us to interact with each other that's incredible abina we are towards the magical portion of the podcast which is also towards the end of the podcast so i ask this ask i ask this question to every guest uh, in here if somehow magically you got one additional hour every single day for the rest of your life how would you spend it so i think i mean if i got uh, extra hour of energy let's call it because okay. right now i mean i think uh, mohit as i said last 3 4 months i'm doing okay on hours Okay, so yes. <laughs> you know that's uh, honestly not a problem but let's say if i got uh, another hour of energy somehow uh, i would i would focus a lot more on sort of uh, learning and improving my leadership skills thinking about as i said like you know better quality of communication uh, and uh, you know learn how to how to like one is learning about culture learning about mm-hmm. what others are doing second is to implement it sure uh, and do it well and i would focus a lot on experimenting that and you know uh, put that into uh, the company's uh, work around you know so i would focus a lot more on that part that's beautiful i mean uh, not just the answer is beautiful you have also kind of beautified my question which is one extra hour of energy instead of just time because i can relate to it some days i do have time i just don't have enough mental bandwidth to do uh, something Yeah, I I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Abhinav, if anybody wants to follow along your journey or wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way? 
plug anything. The best way is my email. I mean, they can just email me at uh, abhi at sandboxandco.com. Uh, I'll leave my email with you. You have my email, Mohit. So yes, feel free to I'll, share that. Uh, yes, I'll do it. I am uh, I'm uh, one of those guys who follow a lot on Twitter, but uh, hardly post. You know, so okay. <laughs> guilty of that. But yes, uh, please do send me your Twitter handle as well. I'll put it uh, both in the blog post as well as the show as as well as the show note of uh, the podcast episode. Sure, we'll do, uh, we'll do. But as I yeah. said, like I am guilty of uh, that. I just sometimes feel more that what do I write? You know, I've got nothing, nothing to share. You know what? I was one of those people. But when I what uh, um, the magic of Twitter really um, came to me when somebody when I posted something one fine day and ten uh, people. Uh, commented on it but then i received three dms so twitter dm is like inbox but again very different from your inbox so sometimes some sort of magic do happen in twitter so maybe if even if you do not post something maybe some people can just reach out to you on twitter via dms no that's a good idea i mean i have to uh, maybe this is one thing i need to learn which is uh, how to how to sort of you know tame tame twitter <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think Twitter is a free bird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, Abhinav. Uh, thank you so much for taking out time. I really enjoyed it. Uh, absolutely enjoyed it. And I go, I'm going to urge all of the readers of the blog post and the listeners of the podcast episode to um, go and say hi to Abhinav on Twitter. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Mohit. Really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for having me.